Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball. From growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. Okay, Sharp Money, VSIN, the sports betting network, presented by DraftKings. As we say hi on a Thursday, December 7, I'm Patrick Maher, live from Los Angeles. Hope you're having a nice week. Amal Shaw, Dustin Sweetelson, live downtown Las Vegas. They're off of Fremont Street at the D. We'll get to the boys in just a second. Set you up on the day. Of course, week 14 opens up NFL tonight. And it's a doozy. You've got a team in New England that have combined to score 13 points over their last three games. And Pittsburgh, who's starting to back up while New England starts to back up as well. And Zappy v. Trubisky. Sounds like a bad cop show, but it's a bad game. Now, Pittsburgh right now, six this morning, dipped down to five and a half. And the big story here is... An all-time low total. You've got a total of 30 in the matchup on Thursday night football. So we'll discuss that. You know, I, I should uh, send you to our VEASAN Daily. We've got a lot of – I think they did a great job covering it today. It's absolutely free over at VEASAN.com. Just enter your email address. You'll get it every morning. They've got a lot of systems, concepts, really interesting way of attacking tonight's game. You want to get creative when you've got – Two bad teams, although the Steelers right now on top of the wild card in the AFC, if you believe it. So we'll get into it. Also, the big guy, uh, Samich, and I were texting earlier today about an interesting parlay, the first and last touchdown scored for tonight, which could be the big guy found a 100-to-1 angle, which we can discuss coming up. We've got the NBA semis in season right next to the boys there in Las Vegas. Right now, you take a look at the numbers, the Pacers – who are your highest scoring team in the NBA at the Bucks? Well, at the Bucks, relatively speaking, of course, it's going to be a new court for these players. Interesting to see how they adjust. A huge total. DraftKings right now with the Pacers and Halliburton are showing 257 v. the Bucks and Giannis. The Pelicans, Lakers, by the way, five. The Bucks are laying it against the Pacers. The late game, the Pelicans at LeBron and the Lakers, two for the Lakers. Some shop showing a short is one, 230 and a half on the total.
gold there. You've got a light night as far as college hoops, just five games. I do have one play from Thomas Gable, which we can get to coming up in just a bit. And aside from that, it's kind of a short night, although the NFL kicks off week 14, boys. As we say hi, I'm all Shaw. What's going on? Not much. I'm trying to figure out which game was worse, the Bears-Panthers on Thursday night or the Patriots-Steelers tonight with Trubisky and Bailey Zappi. You'd have a hard time finding one worse than tonight. Although, if you take a look, you know, you've got a below-average starting quarterback with Kenny Pickett, maybe average to a little above with Trubisky. So you haven't seen a big kind of movement as far as the starter to back up and applied to the number zappy. They had to do something in new England. I mean, it just wasn't happening with Mac Jones. There's a bigger conversation to be had as far as what the Patriots are going to do moving forward. Of course, just two wins on the year, Dustin Sweetelson. We also have Mitchell Trubisky talking about like you and I, when we were discussing it on the phone earlier today, we're like, you know, Trubisky is very confident about showing that he's still a starter in the NFL going into this matchup tonight against the Patriots. And why wouldn't he be? If you're sitting there as a backup, a former, what, two overall pick, and you're watching Kenny Pickett play, you're like, dude, please. So Pickett's out now, and here comes Trubisky and a total of 30, Dustin Sweetelson. It's weird how we put ourselves in these spin zones because I remember when Trubisky was getting drafted, you and I, Patrick, were like, I don't see it. I don't get it. But now all of a sudden I've watched a lot of Kenny Pickett and Trubisky's been on the bench for a little bit, maybe a little bit mature. And all of a sudden I'm talking myself into the fact that Mitch Trubisky can steal Kenny Pickett's job tonight somehow. It, I mean, it's, it's just, it's, it is a breadth of talent at the quarterback position. Although, you know, Trubisky, what did he do? He went two and one as a starter last year in replacing Kenny Pickett. So we shall see. He did replace him in that in late in the first half against the Cardinals and just mustered one touchdown drive against a bottom third defense in the Cardinals. Though, if you look at Bailey Zappi, who put up exactly zero points against the Chargers defense and didn't have a drive inside the 25. So that's disgusting. Uh, outside of that, we have a pack show here on Sharp Money. Let's set it up. Josh Applebaum's going to join. Brandon Anderson, he's going to come with a ton of plays, including props, of course, Action Network. Brandon Anderson, we're going to go inside the Steelers. Alan Saunders writes for Steelers now. He's on the beat. And John Mettler covers the NBA. Is there any buzz out there? I Obviously, aside from the harrowing incident that happened on the campus of UNLV yesterday, which is probably the talk of the town. So I don't want to be insensitive boys, but is there any buzz for LeBron and the in-season tournament being a town? Yeah, Patrick, you're correct. Unfortunately, the incident and uh, thoughts and prayers to everybody involved with that yesterday, um, I think overshadows it right now. But I think as you get towards tip off and the fact that this is a huge, huge Laker town, make no mistake about it. John Von Tobel is the only person I know that grew up here that is actually not a Laker fan. Uh, he's a Clippers fan, but everybody else, to your point, Patrick, I think there'll be some excitement, and I expect it to be a pro, pro, 90% Laker crowd, if not more, tonight when they tip off at 6 o'clock Pacific time. Oh, yeah, it's going to be a big LeBron barn, no yeah. doubt. You going to go, Dustin? I've been offered tickets twice now in the last, like, 12 hours. I'm not going to go tonight. Uh, there must be a buzz about this game because I was checking my Instagram stories, Patrick, and... um. I noticed there's a lot of people I know in town, but I didn't get the text message. So they must be really excited to go to the games. That's what I'm guessing why I haven't heard from them. Names. I need names. Um, one of them, uh, initials are J-T-T. 
JTT? <laughs> yes. oh, oh, okay. I got you. Well, he doesn't like you. <laughs> you, you pretending that work people are actually friends, you weirdo. Um, okay. Well, that's the NBA, which we can discuss coming up in just a little bit. Let's dive into uh, the Thursday night affair. Look, I, fellas, if either of you have a play, it, I, like I said, I, I don't know if this means anything to you, but it did get hit. We've seen five and a half all the way up to six and a half with Pittsburgh laying it um, all down to six for most of yesterday into today and then down to five and a half. I don't know where the Patriot love would be coming from, but we have seen this move slightly from that six down to five and a half. I think it's a combination of a couple of things. You have Trubisky under center. Didn't look great. And he's not a guy that's overwhelmed when he was under center in the past. But more importantly, you look at this Patriots team. Yes, they've been in that, but you go back four games. They've not let up more than 20 points in any of those performances. And I would expect their defense to be on par with what they've done the last three weeks. They're 15th in total points allowed in the National Football League. You mentioned it earlier. He said, big picture, what happens for New England? They're looking at a possible second overall pick. If Arizona wins another game. Patriots could be looking at the first overall pick. The turnaround in New England, whether you choose Caleb Williams or Drake May or someone else, may not be as long to get to where they need to be based on the way this defense is. Decent running game, lack of guys on the perimeter. But if you can get a couple of pieces and parts in the draft coming up, I think the turnaround could be quicker than maybe most teams that are drafting that high. Are you looking for some props, boys? If you are, go to the running back market at DraftKings and skip right past Ramondre Stevenson. Of course, he's been ruled out. A blast from the past, big guy. As Zeke Elliott's going to be the bell cow for the Patriots tonight. Yeah, and I could probably fit into his jersey after the game based on how he looks these days. But uh, I do think he is someone to target. He's someone I looked at when it came to props tonight. I will tell you this. I spent about an hour and a half looking at some matchups, some possibilities, some numbers, and I couldn't come up with a prop bet that I liked because I was only looking at overs. That's why I settled on an under tonight. <laughs> Did you set a tease? I don't know if you want me to reveal it now. It's all, you know, it's 1208. We got a we got a whole show to do here. Pace pace yourself. Pace yourself, big guy. We'll come back and continue with the discussion. I did want to I should have probably led, led with this. So in a little bit of an intermission before the quarters into the semis for the in-season tournament, I, I did want to take a second because as long as this losing streak continues, I should be leading the show with it. My Detroit Pistons. So, fellas, they had an opportunity to pick up a win against a dreadful Memphis team without John ja Morant, and they lost by 14. So the Pistons have now lost 18 straight games. If you add it up, they're 2-19 and 19 on the season. My good friend Bob Wojnarowski in Detroit wrote up at the Detroit news that the Pistons are now four and 42 going back to February 10th of last season. Let me repeat the Detroit. This is about as bad as it gets. They're four and 42 misery has certainly hit a new low for the Pistons. Desmond Bain dropped 49 on the Pistons last night. Uh, this is again, it's a six and 14 grizzly team that came in and dominated the Pistons, a 14 point win. And I'm watching the Pistons last night. I realized Cade Cunningham who leads the league in turnovers. They don't have a true point guard. They 
can't shoot the basketball. They're a disjointed mismatch of just like talent that's thrown out there. Jaden Ivey can't handle the basketball. He doesn't pretend to play defense. The team itself can't play defense. But aside from that, oh, and paying Monty Williams $78.5 million, begging him to come to Detroit to take on a team and lose 18 straight. I'd say things aren't going well for my boys in Detroit at all. Uh, you're absolutely correct. This is a team that actually held the two-point lead going into the fourth quarter. I thought this might be one where they finally break the losing streak. Couldn't do it. You mentioned Cade Cunningham and uh, Ivy, Jaden Ivy. These guys have not been able to deliver. I thought Ivy was going to be a really impactful player when they drafted him. I don't know, Patrick. Where does Detroit go from here at this point in time? They fire Troy Weaver, who's the general manager. They call Tom Gores and say, hey, you do know you own this team. I know you're hanging out in L.A., uh, but you own the team. So go ahead and eat the 78 and a half you gave to Monty Williams because he's, quote, unquote, a good guy. Hit the hard reset button. Say Jaden Ivey's available. Osir Thompson's available. Kate Cunningham's available. The mixture of bigs that you just keep on adding, it just they're all available and start over. Well, you've gone four and 42 over your last 46. Dustin, can you think of anything else to do here? Um, hmm. Hmm. Well put. Bet we on return. the magic. <laughs> What's that? Bet on the magic when they play tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, I think that's probably a good idea. We will turn and talk about that prop that Dustin tees. I'm hanging on every. Parents, ready to discover a new educational and interactive podcast for kids? Join Stories for Kids by Lingo Kids, where episodes are packed with fun activities. Right, Elliot? Oh, yes! We learned how to recycle at the beach. That was great fun. Callie, what do you say? It was. And that time when we did the science experiment and Billy made raisins dance. That is so cool, Billy. He did. <laughs> Not to mention when a certain Elliot took up swimming classes with Lisa. That was me! <laughs> Bet you can't catch me. I'm going to get you. All this fun and more in our Stories for Kids. Lingo Kids Stories for Kids is now available on Story Button, the kid-friendly device for screenless podcast listening. Listen to Stories for Kids on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a Challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferrer, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and challenge all-star. And speaking of all-stars, All-Stars 4 is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the challenge gods have answered our prayers, and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. 
old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of challenge champion. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. Itching to get in the game and kind of prove he can take them and do those things. By the way, Patrick, you brought up a really good point in terms of these quarterbacks and what they want to show, particularly for Trubisky, who's still looking to potentially be a starter. But I have to tell you, when we saw the Jets cut Tim Boyle, this becomes a more important game for a guy like Bailey Zappi moving forward if he's going to stay on a roster in the NFL. We all know he's not going to be a starter. But is he a guy that can be a second string for a team uh, going forward for a number of years? This is an opportunity to prove it against a decent to good defense in the Pittsburgh Steelers. And the same thing for Mitchell Trubisky here. He's had, what, seven years in the league now? He's getting paid very well, $8 million by the Steelers this year. But if he's a guy that wants to stick around and kind of command that type of backup salary who's a potential starter, um, he's got to show out in a game like this. At least you've got to find a way to score more than six points. On the flip side, the Patriots' defense has done a nice job. They've only given up 26 points in the last three games. Yeah, I think, like, it's funny because I'm looking at the Steelers' emblem right there, and the first name that comes to mind when we're talking backup quarterbacks is Charlie Batch. Like you can stay and get paid millions in the NFL, having a good relationship with your coaches, running a good practice squad, having a good relationship with the starter, being dialed in in every meeting. Like Bailey Zappi, there's an opportunity for you know ten years of pay in the NFL. I'm not talking practice pay. I'm talking literally a backup job. So again, he wants to prove something. But I think Mitch Trubisky comes in here with ultimate motivation. Like he's looking at Kenny Pickett, and no disrespect to Kenny Pickett, but he's got to be thinking, my gosh, if he's a competitor, I'm better than that. Now I will jump up and give one of my plays just quickly here, and that is sorry, Bailey Zappi. But last time I looked, his passing yard prop tonight, boys, was set at one six. 61 and a half. Uh, he mustered 141 against the Chargers. Now, the Chargers have the worst pass defense in all of football, and he threw for just 141, didn't have a drive inside the 25. That is, and again, I looked through the Steelers over the last few weeks. They've had an awesome pass D, so I don't think it bodes well for Zappy. You know exactly. I mean, Zeke Elliott doesn't help the cause, although he hasn't been terrible this year. No, Stevenson doesn't help either. But you know exactly what Belichick's going to do. He's going to try to shorten up this game, muck it up, uh, run the football, time of possession. So I'm going, and again, I'll check the number just to see if it's adjusted. But 161 on Zappy, fellas, I'm going under on Bailey Zappi's passing total tonight. I like that call in terms of the, this game. Just You're going to have a team, first of all, the weather you factor in a little bit. You talked about it earlier. This is a team that's not playing well. The perimeter has not been effective. You don't have Ramondre Stevenson, your best back. Ezekiel Elliott's averaging less than four yards per carry. If you are in a faced in a third and long situation against Pittsburgh throughout the majority of the game, you're going to be in trouble if you're Bailey Zappi. Uh, one other thing I would add is I'm going to play the teaser tonight. I hate teasing totals, but I'm going to do it. I'm going to go with the six-point teaser here. Tease the game up to 36, and I'm going to take the Patriots at 11.5. The Steelers have seven wins. Not a single one of those victories have come by more than seven points this year. Two of those have been by seven points. Everything else has been at 5, 4, or 3 along the way this season. 
I just don't think they're consistent offensively enough. I think if unless you have an egregious error on special teams or a big turnover on the offensive side for a pick six or something to that effect, I think whichever side you like in this game, it's going to be a one-score victory, whomever you may be on. Yeah, I'd agree with that. If I'm teasing it, I'm going up, and I'm going up on both the side. And the you can play that over at DraftKings, by the way. And Christmas has come early because there's a lot of belief over at DraftKings and Bailey Zappi. It went from 161.5 to 163.5. So those short little two-yard passes, you might get saved if you want to go under the total with BZAP. When we come back, we'll transition into the in-season tournament NBA next. This is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. With the lowest prices for over 30 years, you'll always find what you love and love what you find only at Total Wine and More. Total Wine, please drink responsibly. Must be 21 years or older. America's game, of course, is Sigma Derby. And I heard you guys talking about somebody who was cash in there. Somebody won probably, you know, close to $16, $17 over at Sigma Derby, Sigma Derby which with inflation. It can't hurt, right? So congratulations to the crew in the background there at the D where Amal Shaw and Dustin Sweetelson are sitting right in front of Bar Canada. I'm Patrick Maher live from Los Angeles. Good job in the closet there. Look for those of you at home at Sigma Derby 4000. Is that like Andre 3000? Like, where's the 4,000 come from? 4,000, the amount of money you're not going to win playing a quarter game? Well, I think it says win 4,000 coins, right? Is that what it says? Yeah. Wait, I got to do the math on that. What? $160. Is that what it is? Or no, is it 4,025 cent coins? No, 1,600. Sorry, 1,600. 1,600. Yeah. Oh, it's $1,000. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Dustin, did you want, did you quickly, I, we just got uh, Samich texting us as far as plays. You got to throw them on the sheet, but I can give a couple of them for Thursday Night Football out as well. Uh, the thread that we were texting about earlier today as far as parlaying the first and last touchdown. On this, you had a Trubisky 100 to 1. Obviously, with a low total like this, just to kind of pull back a little bit and talk about a game like this, if you're unsure, and the three of us are just like this side in total, like Amal said, you tease it up, tease up with the Patriots, tease up with the total. It feels apt. With a low total and a team like the Patriots and a team like the Steelers, sometimes you get a little confused as to what to do, so you look to get exotic. And we were talking about this parlaying the first and last touchdown scored. Yeah, so Mike brought it up, and I thought it was a really good point because uh, it happened two Monday nights ago with the Vikings where there was one touchdown in the game. TJ Hawkinson scored it, so it's graded as both the first and the last touchdown. And you get a really good plus price on both of those. They're usually around the same. So Mike brought it up. He pointed out a couple other instances where it also happened. I believe it happened with Indy over, uh, recently as well. But Hawkinson was the one that jumped out to me. So, look, I'm looking for bets on this game. I want to have some fun. So I took the money that I would normally bet, you know, on one bet, and I spread it out among one, two, three, four of these where I parlay the first touchdown and the last touchdown, and we're getting payouts from 19 to 1 up to 100 to 1. The one that initially jumped out to me was Mitchell Trubisky, 100 to 1. He's got pretty good legs, pretty mobile guy. And, you know, with the way the tush push is kind of taking the league by storm this year, they get down to the one. He could just fall forward into the end zone, and that could be our one touchdown of the day. We played the clip about him wanting to be aggressive, him wanting to be explosive and make some plays and prove himself. Also could have plays breaking down in the red zone where he runs it in. I think it's worth a, worth a shot here. 
Don't go crazy on it. We're not we're not betting, betting full units on this stuff. But I like him, and I like a couple others we can discuss as well if you want. Okay, beautiful. A little different angle to approach this game. So first and last touchdown scored tonight, Thursday Night Football. All right, so we were talking about transitioning over to the in-game tournament. Let's start with the early one. And that is, of course, the Pacers. The Pacers are a fascinating team because I was looking them up a little bit earlier today. This is the highest scoring team in basketball, and they are averaging, let's see, 128.4 points per. They've got Halliburton, their gas, 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 snow breaks, the Pacers. And they just came off a great win off the, uh, against the Boston Celtics, which you could, I mean, it was game of the year. I mean, Boston hit 19 threes and they beat them. So the Pacers now, a young team, Halliburton, a legit MVP candidate, specifically if they keep on winning, they don't defend. We know this, uh, especially down low. Giannis should be able to feast. But in the tournament, Halliburton's averaging 28 points and 13.4 assists. He has been going nuts. The guy is fantastic. I think tonight, fellas, will be an opportunity for most to get to see him for the first time, and he is a joy to watch. Remember, traded from the Pacers for Sabonis from Sacramento. Um, and then you take a look at the other side. The Bucks coming off their best offensive performance, their best performance. I wrote it down yesterday. It's almost like they played the perfect game. They hit a million threes, shot 60% from the floor uh, against the Knicks, where they only had a three-point lead at the break. But Right now, I mean, again, we've seen these two teams play. It was back November 9th, so a while back. The Pacers at home, a 126-124 winner. Now, why do I bring that up? Of course, the total of 257, but also the Pacers beat the Bucks 126-124 on November 9th when Giannis had 54 points. So uh, that, that is your 54 from Giannis, in a, and you still win the Pacers and caught like they have completely changed their like their philosophy about playing basketball. They're not concerned about they want to get out in transition. They want a fast break. They want to turn you over and they want to go, go, go all gas. Yeah, and I think that's why we're seeing an uptick in this total, Patrick. You're absolutely right. You got the number one scoring team in the Pacers, which you mentioned, number three in the Milwaukee Bucks at 122.3 points per game just incredible and then how about this we got the number one and number two field goal percentage teams in the nba just consistency all around top six in three-point field goal percentage it's just been a dynamic offense for indiana which you talked about in terms of their efficiency true shooting percentage effective field goal percentage offensive rating they're number one assist assist to turnover their number two i mean it is impressive and one other thing i just want to add in if you're looking at tyrese halliburton for an mvp not a bad candidate to consider but one thing you have to ask yourself is this do you believe the Indiana Pacers are going to win 50 games or more? And the reason why I say that, the last MVP in the NBA to win an MVP without his team winning 50 games was Moses Malone back in 1981. Hmm. Good stat. Didn't realize that. Yeah, I, look, Halliburton's a long shot. Do you know the number, big guy, as far as the MVP? Uh, I could pull it up. I believe it was like 25 to it. 1 a couple days ago. I could be wrong That's about short. that. I'll, I'll pull it up. I know you've got a prop on this game, Pacers-Bucks. Yeah, I've got two, actually. Uh, we're going to go back to the well. Malik Beasley, I still think the number is a little bit too short. Points, rebounds, and assists combined, uh, especially when you factor in that there's going to be a lot more points in this game because they're playing the Pacers. Pacers currently the most points per game in NBA history, 128.4. 
I mean, the next behind them is the 82 Nuggets at 126.5. So more points than usual, more opportunities for Beasley because the Pacers are not great at defending shooting guards. They allow the third most points to shooting guards, seventh most assists. Uh, he, his total is set at 20.5 combined. He has 21, 23, 25, 27 in his last four. And again, they're without Pat Connaughton, which has helped those numbers recently. I think that continues. And the way he's shooting the three, we could get those points in a real flurry. I just looked at the MVP market. Fellas, pool your money together. Go over to Sigma Derby. Ask them if they'd like to donate the 27 cents they won on the last race. Because uh, plus 160 on Jokic. First off, here's the reason why. After what happened in the postseason last year and after the voters gave the MVP to Embiid, they were very embarrassed with themselves. Like, what a sham. <laughs> Embiid over Jokic because they didn't want to go Jokic three in a row. So they're going to make good. They're going to make good. He's by far, and the MVP is often just built by perception. Like, the MVP is given out like Dan Campbell's Coach of the Year is given out. They, they decide on it, and then you really have to change their mind. Well, and it got manipulated with the way that Jokic played. Yes. What's that? Remember, it got manipulated last year. There was like a whole press tour of people hammering Jokic that that tried to, you know, flip flip the narrative. Yeah, they were just bored because he had one two straight. So they're going to make up for it this year. Jokic goes on and comes out of winning a championship as the unquestioned best player on the planet. Plus 160, stealing money. He's going to win the MVP. I, is it? disagree? No, I don't, because it's funny you mentioned that, Patrick. I saw a 120 elsewhere, and I still thought it was a pretty good bet. I, I said, who's going to beat him out? The only thing that stops the Joker is injury, and he would have to exactly. miss, in my estimation, more than 20 games. If he plays 60 games, he's still winning the MVP. Hold on, Dustin. He's almost close to averaging a triple-double. The Denver Nuggets are still playing great basketball. I mean, Patrick said it best. When you go back to that NBA Finals last year, because it's Denver, they're never going to get the credit they deserve. This is a team that went 16-4 and four in the postseason. They brought out the brooms against LeBron James. This was a tremendous run, and they've done now this year, the work that they've done so far has been without Jamal Murray. The Joker the is amount the of mea culpas that were done. Sorry if I no, you're good. but the amount of mea culpas that were done from voters that I heard after they voted for Embiid. Remember, because isn't it's voted on prior to the like this isn't something that happens yeah. after the postseason run. So it's a regular season award. The amount of uh, yeah that Embiid thing are bad. <laughs> well, that was done because Jokic by far and away came out of the postseason as the best player on the planet. I, I felt now you disagree, big guy. I don't think it's a lock. Like, I, Embiid's season is crazy. He's having another monster no year. Chance. Jokic has missed some time, and he's 7-1. to one. I'm not betting either right now. I think it's pretty close. He's not going to win it. But can we just discuss the Lucas stat line from last night? <laughs> what he did to Utah, 40, 10, and 11. He had 10 and 11, the rebounds and assists at the half. I think he had 20, 10, and 11 at the half. But does it count against a team that's winning 33% of their games and the effort is just not there? When you get beat by 50 in the NBA, it's just strictly an effort thing. Do Bo Nix's touchdowns count versus Portland State? Do Jaden Daniels he, count he against scored, Georgia State? He had three State? touchdowns against Portland State they, passing. They, they count. They all count. That were, I'm just saying. Hey, Dustin, I got a new nickname for you. Dustin Donkich. <laughs> anyway, there is less than a 0% chance that Embiid wins another MVP. They gave him his cursory MVP. The, nobody likes Embiid. It's going to Jokic. We'll come back and talk Lakers next.
parents ready to discover a new educational and interactive podcast for kids? Join Stories for Kids by Lingo Kids, where episodes are packed with fun activities. Right, Elliot? Oh, yes! We learned how to recycle at the beach. That was great fun. Cowie, what do you say? It was. And that time when we did the science experiment and Billy made raisins dance. That is so cool, Billy. He did. <laughs> Not to mention when a certain Elliot took up swimming classes with Lisa. That was me! <laughs> Bet you can't catch me. I'm going to get you. All this fun and more in our Stories for Kids. Lingo Kids Stories for Kids is now available on StoryButton, the kid-friendly device for screenless podcast listening. Listen to Stories for Kids on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a Challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferrer, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and challenge all-star. And speaking of all-stars, All-Stars 4 is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the challenge gods have answered our prayers, and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of challenge champion. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. DraftKings, $5 to get $150 in bonus bets instantly right now using the promo code SHARP for new customers. Again, 5 bucks gets you 150 Bet tonight, Thursday night football. No sweat, same game parlay every day at DraftKings. The crown is yours as we welcome you back here on DraftKings, uh, presented by DraftKings, Sharp Money, VSIN, the sports betting network. I'm I just texted, so Amal agrees with me. Uh, I think Dustin is playing devil's advocate here. I just texted Samit. She said, if he's healthy, you're not going to get a better number. I might just pay PayPal's money. The reason PayPal's great is you can send any amount. I might just send you like five grand right now okay. to put it on um, it, Jokic winning the MVP at plus 165. I'm betting if he stays healthy because well, NBA betters, those that vote for the MVP are so embarrassed they gave it to Embiid last year. Right now, your second betting favorite is Jokic. Excuse me, Donkic. Pardon me, they kind of sound the same. Uh, at four and a half to one, you've got ten to one on Tatum. You've got seven to one on Embiid. They already gave the cursory one to Embiid. He's not winning it again. And Jokic, it's just it's a popularity award. 
it, they didn't want to go three-peat for Jokic last year. They're going to come back. If he gets to the, as Amal said, probably 60 games he's got to play, if he stays healthy, the plus 165 investment, to me, I'm telling you right now, boys, it's a, it's 100% lock. That's it. There's no such thing. 99% lock. Well, I think the only thing that beats him is injury, right? Yeah. They're sitting at 14. He healthy. They're sitting at 14 and 8. I don't care that Philly is one game ahead of them in the overall standings, and I think Patrick brings up a great point. This felt like, you know, when Carl Malone won the MVP or Charles Barkley won the MVP, we're like, hey, here's your Lifetime Achievement Award. Let's move on now, Joel Embiid. You've had your one spot. Let's keep going. To Let's get back to the real players here. The Joker's averaging 4.1 points better than he was last year. Think about that for a minute for a player who's already on the cusp of averaging a triple-double. If the assist numbers go up just a little bit, he's at 9.8 assists. He's got an opportunity to average a triple-double. And by the way, these stats are not coming with Steven Adams allowing him to get rebounds. I mean, this guy is just doing it night in and night out. And you said it best yesterday, Patrick. Uh, Giannis is the second-best player in the world, and he is phenomenal. But there, Joker does not see Giannis in his rearview mirror. That's how far ahead of everyone he is right now. The, so, the NBA, the, especially those that follow it, are obsessed with the who's the best right now conversation. And there wasn't a – going into the postseason, there, there wasn't really gray area. Like, most people agreed that Jokic was the best coming out of the NBA Finals. People were like, not only is he the best, he's generational. And once that happens, that kind of – that narrative continues into the next season – and these guys are so egotistical. The voters for the NBA MVP are so egotistical. They don't want to get caught with their pants down again. They're embarrassed that they gave it to Embiid last year, which is embarrassing. Embiid did nothing again in the postseason, which is what he does every year. And Jokic went on to dominate round after round. It is – that's that's done. He's going to win the MVP. Now, you can fight me on it, big guy. Well, no, here, I'll, I'll come around to your, to your side. Here's another, a couple other points I want to make. Um, there was a smear campaign a year ago. At some point during the year, when it looked like Jokic had the MVP locked up, a bunch of people got on their media platforms, Kendrick Perkins and others, and decided to smear Jokic and somehow say that Embiid should be the MVP. And that started this conversation, this narrative that led to Embiid winning the award. One, Embiid stayed healthy last year, which is like a remarkable thing for him. He doesn't often stay healthy. So that's another aspect for your bet that I like. And then the other thing is, I think all those people who were swayed by that smear campaign, they watched Jokic in the playoffs, and even they admit, like, he won them over. Everyone got won over by Jokic in the postseason. If they weren't watching him in the regular season, they watched him in the playoffs, and they realized how incredible he was. And final point here, this Nuggets roster actually got worse from last year, so that makes him being better that much more remarkable. So, yes, I have come over to your side. Are you trying to I convince think this me? Is a good bet. <laughs> well, Perkins is very entertaining. Perkins does like a broadcast him. with a big red nose on his face. I mean, he's just trying, he's just trying to get people to react. He's fun. That's what Perkins is doing. He's fun. But, you know, you look at the yeah, stats last is. year, and, and the reason I want to stay on this for a second is people will go, well, this last year was announced on May 2nd, 2023. So you're going to be in it for five months. Fine. No big deal. People are like, I don't want to type my money. Well, if you've got an opportunity to lay X amount of dollars and get 160% on your money, and this is one of the safest bets out there at this point in time. You're not competing against anybody else. You're competing against injury. That's the only point of contention you have. And last year, Joel Embiid played in 66 games. So we already have a precedent set in terms of what the expectation level is for the Joker. If he's in the mid-60s, he's going to be the MVP. 
Also, learn from my mistakes. There was a phone call with Amal Shaw that occurred in the spring summer where I said, Amal, Ronald Cunha Jr. is minus 135 to win the NL MVP. He's going to go 40 and 70 this year. There isn't a scenario outside of getting hurt where he doesn't win this award. I did not bet it. Amal went and bet it. You could wake up three days from now and Joker could be minus 120. And then all of a sudden the price could get so big that you can't ever bet it. So learn from my mistakes. If that's where you're getting the tingle, you got to act on it. By, by the way, real quick update. Westgate right now, Joker, even money. Yeah, the, like this, my point is wanting to make this bet is when I looked for the Halliburton number, which by the way is 25 to one, I expected like minus 120 on Jokic. So that's the only reason I was like, wait, I think I have to bet this. These plus 165, why is the pricing this way? The only answer is because we're still just less than 20 games in. That's it. It's going to continue to shorten. He's not going to, his play isn't going to dissipate. His play is not going to go down. Let's handicap you for a second. You don't tend to mess with futures often. So the fact that you want to means you really like it. Yeah, 100. I, I, I would, I'm going to send you the money. The only issue we're going to have is trusting you to go to your bank or whatever and put the bet. Well, down no, no. Me. Cause you're, I'm going to do it on the This is not app. an investment. This is just, this is putting money aside and just watching it grow until I get paid. Yeah. No, uh, I'm going to put it on the app. Cause I don't want to hold the physical. I don't want to hold ticket. the P, this smart, ticket that's for smart. it. So you don't I, lose. You're yeah. going to PayPal me. I'm going to PayPal it from the PayPal into my account for Circa. And we're going to do it that no, way. No, this is, this is just, uh, we're, uh, it's it's my Jokic crypto bull run. I'm giving you the money. I know I'm about to enter a bull market, which is him winning the MVP in seven months from now. And then then you get, then you pay me back, and I'll leave you with I don't know. I'll give you like sixty bucks. Yeah, that's cool with me. That's, <laughs> that's worth it. I, I agree, right? Like you're not doing much. You just <laughs> yeah, put the transaction. I click but, a couple buttons. But I, I'll say this: is not even seven months, because that's why I looked at the announcement date from last year. It was May second, so plus or minus yeah, four or five know. days. You no, also what, know. No, but the problem is you got to wait, right? Like until they. You know, because I've had a lot of these futures where I've started spending the money before the ticket cash. Yeah. Too. So I mean, but the reason the reason why I think this is such a good bet. We talked about this. There's so many times on the futures market they don't adjust it enough. And then I, to me, when I look at it right now, I don't know where you're at, Patrick, but he should be about minus 150 to minus 175. Joel Embiid is not winning this thing. Jason Tatum's on a team with too many other guys. Yeah. They've got too many pieces there. Giannis is tremendous, but again, Dame is right there as well. The Joker has done it so far in 22 games. I'd have to look. I forgot how many games Jamal Murray has missed so far a this bunch. year. That helps the case as well. That, that only strengthens his case. It, again, wouldn't stress me at all. I just, I guess, waiting for it. My, when I'm talking about futures, it's really just about that liquid cash. Could I make more now or over the extended time until I get paid? Could I use that money to make more now or profit more now? That's really what it comes down to. Uh, I, I'll send it to you. I, mean, I, I don't. Plus I, 165. He is not losing. Who, who had it even money? Uh, Westgate. What? The only, the only 65 person, cent difference is huge when you're betting a, a substantial amount of money, obviously. Look, I think Embiid's having a fantastic year, but you pointed out a lot of reasons why he won't win it, and I, I do agree with you there now. Uh, Tyrese Halliburton, who we started the conversation with, is the only one, and he's sitting at 25 to 1. You can wait and see where he moves if he keeps this up, and you could still get him at a good plus price if you are concerned about him, you know, ended up being this good for the long haul of a season. A couple things I would add to that. A guard is, has a greater likelihood probably of sustaining an injury because the way they go in, sure. sometimes they fall. The other thing is, are the Pacers going to win 50 games? Yeah, and when you look point. at it, you've got to go back to the 81-82 season with Moses Malone. 
And if you've got to go back 40-plus years to get a guy, Tyrese Halliburton is not the guy who's going to break through that glass ceiling in all likelihood. No, I mean, I know dudes that vote for the MVP. They're not going to tell me who they're going to vote for, but they did tell me they were embarrassed. They voted for Embiid. <laughs> well, and they, they got more embarrassed when they watched the postseason because he just exposed That's all of point. them. Yes, they voted for Embiid. Embiid just did the turtle well, thing that he does. Well, and they also said the only reason he's not winning is because he's never won a championship. Well, he just won a championship, so he's going to win it. Like, <laughs> that was their big knock. You can't give him three in a row if he's not going to win a championship. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, he did it. Yeah. So, no, that was it. really what it was about. They, there, how many people have won three in a row? Jordan and... Bill, Bill, Jordan, I, I don't think, think Jordan won three in a row, but Bill Russell, Larry Bird. Russell, Bird. I think those are the only they, they, two. They, they saved that rarefied... It's just yes. such a weird sport with weird people that cover it and sanctimonious people that cover it. Whoa. So they saved that rarefied air. Like, Jokic was dinged because people were comparing him against people that they felt they held in higher regard. Bird. And you can, go ahead. Bird, Chamberlain, and Russell. You can't have the conversation that Jokic isn't in that conversation anymore. You can't. If you, if you are having the conversation, then you're just clueless. We're going to come back with Applebaum next. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.